Welcome to Dr. Karen Health Show. I'm Dr. Karen. And today I've got a very special episode that you're going to want to listen to again, I'm sure, because I'm going to give you some specific numbers that you'll want to write down. But you've always got this handy that you can come back to. So today I'm going to talk about biomarkers for cognitive decline. So what this means is blood tests, basically, to assess how you're doing with your mental health status, and specifically in ways that contribute to cognitive decline. So dementia or Alzheimer's, that we use that term, is really a disease name, but there are many contributing factors. So if we're able to do some biomarker testing or blood testing, we can assess where you are in terms of your mental health status or your cognitive status. And they're very simple blood tests and you can ask for them the next time that you're getting some labs done. Because the truth is that when someone is giving a, a diagnosis of say dementia or Alzheimer's, it's been coming on for a while. So it's so important to be able to do some prevention and to be able to assess all the contributing factors. So today I'm going to talk about three main contributing factors to cognitive decline and I'm going to give you some specific tests to do so that you can assess where you are. As I said, you'll probably want to come back to this recording when you can write this down. So the number one contributing factor is inflammation. So do you have inflammation? And there is a very easy way to check for that. It's a blood test called highly specific CRP. HS-C, capital R, capital P. And this ideally should be less than 0.9 milligrams per deciliter. So we all have a little inflammation because we live in a life with air pollution and and our body is constantly reacting to things but you don't want a high CRP or high highly specific CRP that is just a general indication that something is going on so then you want to find out why what is causing the inflammation and this is critical because you're going to get the best results by removing the cause or causes of inflammation so the number one cause of chronic inflammation is leaky gut. This is when bacteria and fragments of bacteria or other microbes and incompletely digested food particles and other molecules enter the bloodstream through our small intestine barrier when we don't really want them to enter the bloodstream. And this creates an inflammatory response. And then our small intestine barrier becomes leaky. And there is a test for leaky gut. You can ask your doctor. Usually functional medicine practitioners are the ones that will order those tests. Most of us, again, have some form of leaky gut. But when you have severe leaky gut, that is the number one cause of chronic inflammation that then creates an imbalance in your microbiome, an imbalance in your immune system. And we often say a leaky gut is also a leaky brain. So that's also affecting your brain. And number one, number two cause of inflammation is metabolic syndrome. Now, you might have heard of this. It's a combination of, let's just call diagnoses, one of which is high blood pressure. When you have high blood pressure and high cholesterol and high glucose, 
and inflammation, this is caused, this is called metabolic syndrome. And it's associated with a diet high in sugars or simple carbohydrates. So what you want to do here for in terms of testing, of course, you've heard of a fasting blood glucose. That's just when you get a one point in time blood sugar done. You fast it all night. You go and get your blood drawn. You want that to be between 70, 70, and 90 milligrams per deciliter, fasting glucose. But that's not enough because that just tells me about one point in time. I want to know what your average blood glucose has been over the previous three months because it turns out that a high blood glucose and a high insulin is very pro-inflammatory to the body. So your HbA1c, that's Hb, then capital A, the number one, little c, that is a blood test that uh, hemoglobin A1c is actually hemoglobin, a protein with glucose attached to it. So the higher it is, the more this glucose has become attached to it. And we want to have that between 4.0 and 5.3, ideally, in a functional medicine targeted uh, area. Now, your lab test norms might sound different than this. I'm taking these actually from um, Dr. Dale Bredesen's work, who does a lot of work in cognitive decline and Alzheimer's disease. HbA1c between 4 and 5.3 is ideal, but that's not enough. I also want a fasting insulin. Now, the brain needs insulin. But when you are insulin resistant, which is going to be another question I'm going to ask, then the insulin is not working properly, and this is very damaging to the brain. So I want to know what your fasting insulin is, and ideally that would be three to five. So that's the second common cause of inflammation is metabolic syndrome that has the high blood pressure and the high cholesterol and the high glucose. And a third common cause that might surprise you of inflammation is periodontitis. So this is inflammation in the teeth. And also gingivitis, that you might have had your dental technician tell you you have mild gingivitis. This is inflammation of the gums. And these are both very common causes of inflammation of the whole body. So our mouth really is a very important source of discovery and investigation. And I hope you're having your teeth cleaned on a regular basis so this can be checked. Sometimes we forget the importance of dental hygiene. But what is happening in your mouth is a reflection of what's happening in your whole body. So that's the big question. Do you have inflammation with highly specific CRP? And why? If that is high, then why? We want to investigate leaky gut and metabolic syndrome and your mouth. The second most common cause of cognitive decline is insulin resistance. And this I'm going to give its own category. This is easy to check by those numbers that I mentioned, your fasting insulin level and your HbA1c and fasting glucose. So if diabetes runs in your family, you might want to add another test to this, which is actually the most sensitive, and that's an oral glucose tolerance test with insulin levels. So that's when they give you a loading dose of glucose, and then they take your blood at frequent levels uh, after that 
to see how quickly your insulin and glucose changes over time. That's called an oral glucose tolerance test with insulin levels. They don't always measure the insulin levels, but that's a very important marker. So insulin resistance is actually one of the biggest causes of cognitive decline. People with diabetes have two times the risk of dementia because of this factor. Okay, so the third common cause of cognitive decline, and you've heard me talk about this a lot, is having optimal levels of nutrients, hormones, and growth factors. So there are some simple blood tests to do here, and that would be vitamin B12, vitamin D for dog, homocysteine, and free T3, which is a thyroid test. So these are all very important tests to give us a clinical determination of your cognitive level. So let me give you some numbers for this. So homocysteine. Homocysteine is raised when we are not able to process B vitamins correctly. And you want your homocysteine level to be less than 7. Now, some labs will tell you that less than 10 is okay. But we're talking about functional health here and optimal levels. So I want your homocysteine to be less than 7. This reflects methylation, inflammation, and detoxification. I'd like your B12 level to be between 500 and 1500. Your folate level to be between 10 and 25 and your B6 to be 25 to 50. So uh, this is also a reflection of your methylation and your status of how your B vitamins are actually working in your body. And then we come to a very important nutrient that you know I talk about a lot, which is vitamin D, D for dog. I want your vitamin D level to be 50 to 80. 50 to 80. Most people have a vitamin D deficiency. And there is a very good website called grassrootshealth.net that has a vitamin D calculator that tells us how much vitamin D you'll need on a daily basis to get your number up to that 50 to 60 level. So what you do with this vitamin D calculator at grassrootshealth.net is you put your current serum level of vitamin D, your current weight, I'll ask you a few other questions, and your desired level. So if we say that your desired level is between 50 and 80, let's just say 60 is a desired level. So you put your desired level and they'll tell you how many international units of vitamin D you'll need every single day to get your number to that level. It's a very good resource. So I keep my podcast very short because I want to bring you brief snippets of valuable information for you to take charge of your own health. And this particular podcast, giving you biomarkers for assessing your cognitive status, is so very important because it puts you in the driver's seat before something bad might happen. And you can take action because we can do things about inflammation and insulin resistance and optimal levels of nutrients. But we need to test first. We need to test to see where you are so then we can take action and then we can retest to see if that action has actually worked. This is the beauty of working with a health coach where you can 
have a baseline measurement, you can take an action with a program and a protocol, and then we can measure you again. So I hope this has been helpful, that you will share this information with people you love because it is not readily available. And when you visit a doctor, you usually get seven minutes and it's just a, an immediate diagnosis, but not all this great information about prevention. So ask me questions, send me any information about how you've enjoyed this podcast. And until next time, this is Dr. Karen Wolf with the Dr. Karen Health Show.